0: video coming to you from calgary alberta our primary grocery store has a new app and i have mixed feelings about it in the past there will be promo items that may well be free sometimes depending on how well our local hockey team was doing this seems to have been replaced by a spin to win mini game and while i did win some free ice cream i also lost on some lunch meat today and a sack of popcorn three times last week so i'm doing a whole lot more losing than winning and that just makes me feel sad I'm Nathan Rohr and I choose. I chose Cookie Dough Ice Cream. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan McCullough.
1: See, this is fascinating to me uh, because I won the ice cream, too, when I went to my
0: local – we go to Calgary yeah. Co-op.
1: Uh, yeah, Calgary Co-op, yeah. They were sold out of every single ice cream except for that stupid
0: flame cinnamon flavor. That was the one on the video for the win or whatever when I got it, but that wasn't there. I think our ice cream was super picked over. There was only, like, mango – yeah. and sorbet or something left, sure. and cookie dough. So I grabbed that because Brittany might want to eat that one. As yeah, I, I, I was
1: I was pretty grumpy because I wanted like almost any flavor except for this flames thing. Yeah, and so it, we didn't get
0: it. So that one made me suspicious. That's like, oh, I think everybody wins because clearly a lot of people won and took this ice cream. But then I but just then won. It, I just I'm I'm
1: playing it right now on my phone, and I just won the lunch meat.
0: Man. <laughs> I really wanted that. And I like don't even like. I don't like Schneider's lunch meat. Oh, I, I, my plan was sandwiches today, so I just had to fork over full price. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah, but I go to the deli for sandwiches. I don't like the.
0: Yeah. Deli. I like the counter. Ever since I went to the deli once and they were like right on the verge of closing or had just closed, I kind of just don't bother sometimes because it's just like ah, it's a big hassle. Got to oh, talk okay. to a person. When I, you know, I wait for
1: ham to go on sale and then I buy like multiple packages of it and freeze it so i can have like
0: okay and it holds up okay coming out of the oh yeah the ice zone
1: yeah it's no different at all
0: um are you you remember in the wrestler when uh mickey rourke was just so pissed and he worked at the deli counter yeah you know like i'm just worried that'll happen so i just don't just give him a little you just have to be nice
1: to those guys and hope that none of them are like coke addled (laughs) ex-wrestlers
0: just like Ugh, just want the potato salad. You gave me too much or whatever yeah. was going on there.
1: I mean, I am that guy. There's, there's been times where they've gotten a container of potato salad and then like half fill it. I'm like, Oh, can I just get it filled? And then they're like, oh. I'm like, I don't Fine. understand what's happening. Here. Like I just want to paying full container. for containers. <laughs> if I said yeah. I wanted a smaller container, I would have said small instead of medium, you know,
0: like, uh, anyways. Uh, okay. So, it's fascinating. Maybe, maybe the they're thing trying to not make more because they don't want to, you know.
1: So the thing that's so fascinating to me it. about this new app thing, is I'm also on the fence about the new app thing. But it's for me, they've what they've okay. done is they've taken away. So one th- for the audience out there, one thing about co-op shopping is you get a certain percentage of your grocery bill, gas bill, whatever you spend at co-op goes towards uh, a check you get once a year from them that's split between a cash check and a big lump sum that you'll get when you retire at age 65.
0: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So
1: when you get a check every year from them for like 50 bucks, they give you 50 bucks and they hold on to 50 bucks until you turn 65. And then all that money you've made, those extra all come to you in like one big check. Okay. So if like I, if I make 50 bucks a year for the rest of my life, I'll retire and I'll get 1800 bucks from
0: co-op. Okay, nice little yeah. present, I guess. But yeah. one thing that's
1: they've changed is they've lowered some of those percentages to give you this like instant
0: cashback bonuses. Yeah, I know. I noticed there's kind of this like, hey, you can redeem like seven dollars, and there's like a button. Yes, like oh, and, okay. I, and I guess a code would come up or something.
1: Don't want it. Like I don't want that. I want my like extended life savings plan thing only mm, yeah. because they have like special items where it's like, hey, if you want, if you buy full this item full price. You'll get 25% back in, like, instant cash. And I was like, but I have to pay full price for this. So, no, thank you. Because it's expensive.
0: Because I'm not really saving money. I'm just kind of giving myself my own money. and then really I'm going to really take back to way. you
1: and then have to spend it here.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like, hey, we're giving you some store credit, which is really great for us. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's super great for them. So yeah. I'm
1: not super pumped. The games have been fine. I've been winning more in the games than I ever did. with the Flames win a hockey game. I got a free thing.
0: I th- With that one, though, I just have to, like, remember. And it's like, oh, look sure. at that. They beat the Wild yesterday. And then it's like, sweet, I got some jam. That's great. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas
1: with this one, like, at least, like, I got, I won the first one. We've been doing it since the summer. The first one was, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, like, then we got a box of Ch- Honey Nut Cheerios is one of the ones we won okay and the first one was something i can't remember Oh, it was a box i got two i won it twice two boxes of old dutch chips
0: so i was pretty pumped about
1: that i keep getting
0: discounts on wine which i should not be drinking no like yeah because the the, the co-op liquor
1: also has like its game attached to it too i don't bother with those because i yeah i also don't drink wine so.
0: I still like a, a screen saying "Hey, you did it, you won!" Like it's nice, but then it's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna buy this wine, though." So yeah, exactly. whatever.
1: So yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. I, I don't mind the app slickness compared to the previous app, which was mm-hmm. pretty like. Like Wix dot com type of app website situation.
0: Oh, like just the way it looked was pretty basic, you and mean, just or... like even just how
1: it functioned was like
0: it functioned a little funky. But sometimes there's free orange juice in there. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're right. I don't know. I just I like yeah. the
1: um the individual like just the way that they have like it's easier for me to go look at the flyer in this one than it was yeah. in the previous one. Yeah. So I'm mixed on it. I don't love that someone's standing at the door, and every single time I go yeah. in there, like oh they're they're so.
0: earnest to tell you you about it do you have the app and i'm like like, any
1: questions and i'm like nope just like the last 10 times i've walked into the store
0: fortunately when i went today there was nobody at the table but there was plenty of pamphlets so
1: that being said i did end up needing a question because when i went to go redeem the money redeeming that cashback money is not easy and it's not
0: intuitive Some yeah, it was like they were almost ready to excuse or like apologize for it when I was just saying something else. There's like, oh, yeah, the code on the thing. (laughs) I was like, I I don't even know what you mean. I'm not worried about that.
1: Scan your phone, you can't punch in your number. You have to scan the phone. Okay, then your phone gets ready, and then you have to push redeem on your phone. Then you have to go to the screen and say redeem app money like
0: they have to sync up or something and then
1: you have to go back to your phone and slide yes i want to spend this money (laughs) okay and then you have to wait for the process of the system to run and talk to each other and i was like none of this isn't or like none of this was intuitive like i had to like somebody there right beside me me who like i feel like i know what i'm doing in these situations telling me like okay do this now and then do this and i was like what system are we creating here that like somebody nobody can figure this out
0: I am always a little mystified by like shoppers that just don't have the card at all. Like I don't know if they're trying to stay off the grid or something, but it's just like you you just get discounts and stuff. Like why would you pay full price on this thing you're buying? Sh- but it's just like, oh, I'm not interested. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have any part of any of this. And they just shoppers, kinda... do you talk about optimum points? Uh no, I'm saying like no no shoppers oh. <laughs> like other humans in yes. line yes, I know. will be buying like twelve things and they're just like, Do you want to pay less money? No.
1: No, leave me alone. It's like, no, for right. me, it's the guy who's beside me being like, "Hey, what's your code? I'll get you some money back." And I'm like, "But you no, could just one. get that money back. I'm fine taking it <laughs> from you. That's okay. But why don't you just get a code? It's a buck. It's a buck for a membership."
0: And oh, then he, like he wanted to use your number. Yeah, he to didn't help have a number, out. but he shops there regularly. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I, like, man, like, like they paranoia. give you fifty bucks.
1: Like it, 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 no skin off my back, and I get a check in the mail for fifty bucks. I mean, my first
0: job was a co-op, so I've had, like, a membership for, I don't know, 19 years (laughs) or something. So it's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. That hasn't been a problem. But I guess – I don't know. I don't know what's scaring people away from it. I just think it's – they think, yeah, that there's – Big data is tracking me through my grocery store, or something,
1: or like they don't like to have the card, but I just memorize my number. Like I just punch my number in. It's
0: a six-digit number. Yeah, I've I've known my number forever.
1: Minus seven. I broke the like the one million mark type of thing. Oh, okay. So, but still, yes, you're right. It is just a simple, simple number. We memorize too because it's actually we used to memorize phone numbers,
0: everyone's phone number I knew. Yeah. I was gonna say it was it. It's partially my first phone number ever in my life, so I will re- remember it. Oh, sure. You know, it's just like, oh, great! I I learned that when I was like six, so now Wait, half your of that number, number worked out to be like similar to your home phone number, similar to my original phone number when I was a little. What kid. What a delightful so, like happenstance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so boom, yeah, grocery I grocery apps. I can't
1: believe you did, you worked at co op and you didn't know that like part of that money is saved. Like, so you also, if you don't, if you know, you don't... I,
0: I, I bet my boss told me that cause he was very excited about things like that, yeah. but it just kind of, it's like, Oh, whatever. I, I, I gotta guess put you're more 19 cabbages you know, out really here. I don't care about those things,
1: but that's yeah. why I, like, if there's a year where you don't get a hundred bucks, they don't send you a check because you can't get a $50 check, but all that money then just goes into your, your fake savings account. Like your. so if you okay. only, if you only got like 90 bucks back in a year, they only cut a check if the 50% mark is above $50 okay but if you so if you only make like 80 or 90 bucks in a year all that money still is yours it just goes into your savings account that you again they just send you a massive check when you're like sweet i just got
0: there you go i do have a retirement plan
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean by the time we're like 65
0: like alberta pension we don't even need to discuss 18
1: hundred dollars is like gonna be nothing like z like nothing yeah, get some milk or something. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll Anyways, see where things are. Nathan We're not and a are dystopia both, podcast. Yeah, Nathan know? and I are both are Calgary Co-op shoppers, but this is not a Calgary Co-op podcast. We're movie podcast, Nathan.
0: That's right, yeah. Yeah, so as and always... You can't really get movies there either, I don't no, know. No, <laughs> there's nothing.
1: There's not even a red box, because there no. aren't in Canada. But anyway, as always, I'm Ryan, and this is Nathan.
0: Uh, this week, we're continuing our look at bad studio investments with the other half of the Rob Cohen story, Stealth, released on my 18th birthday, July 29th, 2005. Uh, this one was written by W.D. Richter well after every other credit he has. It's like a decade later. I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah. Uh, it cost $135 million, which does not include marketing. And it managed a pretty terrible 32 domestic, 47 international for a shirt losing $79 million total. Uh, This was one of several underperforming films for Columbia that year, including last week's film, Triple X, State of the Union. As we said last week, Rob Cohen decided not to direct that box office bomb so he could make this box office bomb instead. But before we elaborate, Ryan will give us the rundown.
1: Ready? Yeah. Ace pilot and free spirit Lieutenant Gannon is forced to team up with the state of the art of artificial intelligence, EDI as they bust open a corrupt corner of the Navy. Will Gannon and EDI be able to set aside their differences before it's too late and one of their own is killed behind enemy lines? Join us for this summer's wackiest buddy adventure, Stealth. Because I've seen this movie
0: before and I completely
1: forgot
0: that this happens. I, I was really puzzling at the timing. Because all the marketing and stuff is just like, oh, there's this evil plane. Yep. There's this robot plane. It's like how Remember HAL 9000? It's going to kill people with its turbo missiles. That is – in my <laughs> brain, I was like, man, Eagle Eye came out after this movie, and
1: it's like saying similar things. But clearly, like, those movies wanted to be different from each other. And I was like, oh, it's because – Eagle Eye did commit to their ideas rather than the, like
0: this is bad instead of just like well I don't know <laughs> he's just a and toddler like,
1: he hasn't what? learned everything yet
0: I I was so thrown by the final act of this movie because like as it was it, so immediately we have the same thing happens every week where it's like oh my god two hours like what are we doing here this should be ninety four minutes or whatever but as it went to a certain point I was like how is he gonna fight this plane for like an hour. Like, what is going to go on for an hour? Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, no, no, like, 20 minutes from now, they're going to become friends. And it's like, why would that happen? But here's the thing. This actually makes the two hours
1: fly by because it is almost like a movie and its sequel smashed into each
0: other. There is so much stuff stuffed into this movie. <laughs> like, it, it, there's so many different things happen that I wasn't anticipating because I, I, all I was prepared for was super elite pilots versus robot planes. And well, that, that was, was like, the first 45
1: minutes of the movie. <laughs> like, done. yeah,
0: you have a little bit with them as just this elite trio of pilots or whatever. Then they get introduced to their Very wingman. quickly.
1: Like, within the first 25
0: minutes of the movie. Yeah, for a training exercise that quickly evolves into, like, no, this is real. We need to destroy these terrorists 100%. right now. It's like, yeah. why would you do this? This is a terrible, What are you, what are you talking about? It's like, we just happen to have three planes in the air right now. We might as well send them with their experimental robot buddy to take care of three terrorist leaders in like another
1: person's country, the in, in the, Myanmar, <laughs> the guy, the goal of this movie just to be casually dropping bombs on foreign countries and not nobody questioning that as a, as a problem.
0: No, it's just like, well, hopefully we can get away with it or whatever. Like we got to go into the heart of Rangoon and blow up a building. And it's like, and then the only people questioning, like if it's okay, are the pilots themselves. They're just like, Wait, what's the collateral damage going to be on this? Like, oh, it's in the thousands. Thousands of people are just going to get blown up. No, if no, you no. Do that's this. if they
1: don't do something. And no, no. They,
0: that's if they shoot the building with the weapons they currently have. That's right. Unless they do a very specific thing yeah, that's that the right. robot comes up with. And then, <laughs> so. and then
1: that special effects to make it sure that that building so perfectly falls and it's in and upon itself. Yeah, and doesn't it's like affect an anybody explosion. else on the street. Is such yeah. like this? Uh, it was nuts. <laughs> again that's like an hour in <laughs> so this movie then EDI then learns this like really negative lesson from Ganon cause Ganon acts like like his commanding officer's like no like you guys need to fall back let the robot do this stunt type of thing and Ganon's like no I'm gonna like you need a human somebody who like knows what they're doing can trust their instincts so he like acts like he can't hear them fake static and then just ignores orders teaching yeah. EDI a terrible lesson that like Wait, we so, can ignore right. orders if we think it's better? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: okay, why are you yeah. getting Ganon to, like, teach this guy anything?
0: Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, okay, so Lieutenant Gannon or whatever is uh Josh Lucas, yeah, Josh the Lucas. real star of this movie. Uh, I had to confirm that this happened because, like, it was, like, you know, in Wikipedia and stuff. I was like, okay, as far as I remember, when I was 18 or whatever – jamie fox was really pushed forward by the marketing 100%. as being the guy because he like,
1: filmed this movie and then the, in the interim won an oscar for ray
0: yeah so it's like ray had been made but hadn't come out yet and become a hit so he he was just a guy i guess for this like he was just like here. he's the
1: dude from bait or any given sunday like he's just another actor
0: he's just another actor out there right so yeah. he has this kind of supporting role in this movie and then, yeah, that movie blows up, and then it's like, all right, we got another movie coming out, like, three, four months after this Oscar win. We're, we got to change what we're doing here. So I watched the trailer, and they're just, like, lying to you with, like – 100%. Every shot, every line he has is basically in this trailer, and then they start splicing in, like, all right, we got him in this cockpit – during scenes where he's long dead, like, it's, like, the fueling scene where, yeah. like, they have this little skirmish with this big circle, like, this donut of exploding gas, and then there's just a shot of Jamie Foxx, like, oh, in his pilot seat, They say, no, this didn't happen.
1: And they, and they claim,
0: they claim, like, oh, we wanted
1: to subvert the audience, so when his death does happen, it's, like, more shocking and emotional. It's a surprise. It's like, no, yeah. they just but... lied to you, like... Because I
0: just feel there's no way that wouldn't be a bad surprise for anybody. Oh you're no! Just like, yeah, because oh, man, Fox I'm is... here for Jamie Fox, and it's like, oh, this sucks. Like he's not in half this movie. Yeah, it's... we're
1: left with the wet blanket and the person who can't act. You pick Ooh. who's either which ones. Okay,
0: which. <laughs> I, I I actually thought both of the other stars were fine. I wasn't mad at them, but <sighs> the, it's just it, like it's just dishonest. They should just be like, hey, this is a Josh Lucas Jessica Beale movie if you're interested in that. See, the, I don't know thing, how to sell that to you. I don't but... love either of those people. Like, Josh okay. Lucas,
1: for me, perfectly sits as, like, the dude from Hulk that's just so, like, pathetic <laughs> and wimpy and just, like, kind of a dick for no reason. I,
0: yeah, I was kind of looking through. It's like, wait, wasn't he that, like, guy that blows up and then yeah. there's, like, a freeze frame? There's a and freeze it's like, frame like, yeah, of him screaming, him. like, ah! Oh, and it's like, yeah, it's like that's perfectly book. Josh
1: Lucas in my mind. And yeah. then Jessica Biel's just, like a body and that's and this movie just treats her like that too oh
0: the marketing also shameless about that thailand vacation oh man there's a shot
1: in that where it's like we're panning we're panning and then we stop and then what's in perfectly in frame josh lucas's head on one side and her butt on the other but what's what's in focus her butt
0: yeah and then, even in that scene, though, they're kind of intercutting with like Jamie Foxx to be like, oh, is Jamie Foxx here? Is he part of this situation? And it's like, what? No, he's like off somewhere else with this. this yeah, because he doesn't
1: actually matter to the plot at all. Because Jamie Foxx. No,
0: he's sort of just the motivation for the other pilots to be really sad and like, and angry, angry at, at EDI, the AI, which, yeah.
1: which just, again, makes this movie so bonkers that <laughs> their friend is killed a day earlier. And then Josh Lucas is like, "I'm teaming up with this robot, and he's yeah, crack jokes with it."
0: I did not understand how or when they squashed their beef over that. Yeah, it's just kind of like the there's a little skirmish or whatever with some Russian planes. Yes, and EDI gets damaged, and Josh Lucas comes up with like a deal with him to like go back to base instead of pursuing this weird mission it's on in Sprain or whatever. Yes, and then it puts out that fire, and it's just like all right, we're cool now. No, he, I put I think out that he, fire. It, they're they're trying to imply
1: him. that EDI learned a second lesson that like honor is important or some nonsense.
0: Like be true to your word or something. Yeah. It's like, why would it learn that? And why would it abide by that? It's like, don't worry about it. Also, the, why the did the Josh robot is treat cool? it
1: like a person and not just blow it up?
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, so does he want to avenge his friend or no? Or what? Okay. I'll
1: say this, Nathan. Now that we've seen Top Gun Maverick... I feel bad watching this movie after Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Because... Like, there's scenes when we're in their cockpit. Like, their cockpit is the dumbest looking cockpit I've ever seen in my entire life. It's this giant, giant open bubble. Mm-hmm. And, like, they can barely move their heads because of this equipment that they're wearing. And, like, there's zero, zero G-ing happening.
0: There's, like, one scene where Gs are a problem, and that's why Josh Lucas shouldn't have done sure, that. Sure, but the
1: stuff that but, they're pulling in that movie, like, when they're flying to Myanmar, like, they're going, like, Mach 20 or something like that. Like, they're going crazy. At le-
0: it's at least Mach 4 before they cut away or whatever. Yeah. And they, they seem to still be speeding That's up a
1: crazy through. amount of, of like, G-forces on but your it's body. But
0: it's the near future. Oh, <laughs> I also love that the beginning of this movie is just, like big blocks of like sony text flying at you explaining the the premise here's the what's thing going on
1: it was but it was weird because it was like is this spider-man text or is it, it kind totally spider-man
0: ish font Because then the stealth text
1: came out and it was like oh it's kind of like spider-man
0: text but not really it's, it's sort of cyber text yeah <laughs> i don't know was this but yeah there's it's the near future it's it's allegedly 2016 according to imdb i don't know where they're getting that but yeah, yeah. It's it's just America is so much more so than they even were at the time, like, policing the world for terror, sure. yeah. you know, yeah. and coming up with, like, any sort of, like, oh, there's terror over here. We got to go blow up Yeah, some we terror. have
1: every right to go and blow it up before it becomes terror. Like they I mean, become The pre- intro scene the become-
0: is almost, like, misleading because it's like, is this just, like, a full-on assault? Like, what is going on? These terrorists have, like, SAM sites and stuff? What is happening? It's like, no, it's a training exercise. It's just a super yeah, loud. Yeah, the opening scene. Yeah, training exercise where they're blowing up caves and everything. It's like, is yeah. this in VR? Is this like Firebirds? And It's like, no, this is really happening. They just can blow up everything. It doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Then they like actually have a scene where there's like real nuclear warheads being traveled, like delivered, and they're just blowing up
0: things around these in nuclear... Tajikistan Tr- or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that there was, like, that map view sometimes. Like, that was at least a sort of fun visual idea where they zoom all the way out to, like, space, and then it's, like, a globe with just, like, all right, so Pakistan's over here, and then we're here, and then we zoom in, and then there's a bunch of terrorists in, like, a castle or something. Um,
1: (laughs) So the thing I found funny, there's a conversation near the beginning of the movie when Josh Lucas first brings up his problems to Sam Shepard, his, like, commanding officer.
0: With, with the whole AI And idea. he's just like,
1: man, like these things were not meant to be like, we're not video game players. These are meant to be manned by people. And I was like, what's funny about that conversation is like the future of this stuff is actually video game players. Like it's people sitting in like a safe bunker, like remote piloting stuff.
0: I, like I was drones. kind of thinking, like, oh, maybe this movie's aged into an interesting spot with, like, drone warfare and stuff. Like, it's just like, oh, this kind of happens. Like, this isn't a totally alien concept but it's, anymore. But it's still,
1: like, it's still what Josh Lucas is talking about. It's still run by people. It's not AI making decisions.
0: Yeah. But once we get quantum computers, like, we're totally going to have just Just AI computers. robots
1: running our military? That sounds yeah. like a good idea. <laughs>
0: I was actually thinking they'd do more with that. Like, maybe maybe EDI is, like, hacking into stuff and, like, manipulating things and whatever. But it's just like, no, oh, no it, was, it seems to not be able to do that at all. No, but it <laughs> was, know? like,
1: writing its own code. They had that scene where they were talking about, like, the creator, uh, Dr. Keith Orbit. Keith Orbit. Keith Orbit. Yeah. Was, like, looking at his computer and he's, like, he's writing his own code now. Like, yeah. Do you know who? There,
0: there's an incident where, yeah, they're returning from this questionable mission where Josh Lucas kind of overstepped his thing and it gets struck by lightning. Yes. Which I vaguely remembered from like the trailers and stuff. I was 100%. like, doesn't something happen? Like the most like, frankincense. Why does it malfunction?
1: That I was about to say, I was like, man, what a hilarious malfunction for them to not foresee. Like, whoa, <laughs> a little bit of electricity might break this thing. It's like, oh, should might we put this into short battle? Sort
0: it out and make it different than it should yeah, be. Yeah, make or it whatever. evil. Um, it the also like I kind of love that before that there's like scenes where Josh Lucas is kind of staring over at his cockpit and it's like being ominous for no reason. Like yeah. it's just like, okay, it's just a computer right now. It's not doing anything. Yeah. But it has a red eye or whatever. So he's just kind of like staring. Well, at because it. we're like,
1: trained to think that way now. That with 2001 and every subsequent movie that ripped that off.
0: Yeah, don't trust machines. They're they're probably with doing red something. eyes specifically. With, yeah, and then for that to not be the case was a kind of a mind bender. Oh, it was just like, I was like oh, just commit to the evil plane, and I might have more fun. But that's a ninety minute
1: movie, Nathan. They want a two hour. That's movie That's what I
0: want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's that's eagle that eye. Thing, I,
1: eagle eye is literally ninety minutes, and it's just like an evil gold robot, just AI
0: pulling strings all over the place yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like w- when it first flew up to like the fueling drone thing, uh, I thought it was gonna hack it. And then it's just like, no, I'll just shoot it. No, it's he like, oh, he um, right. MacGyver's it. He MacGyver's he just it. He blasts <laughs> off the cap or whatever yeah. that's preventing him from fueling, and then yeah. just jams the fuel. You gotta admit that
1: scene it. is pretty silly, stupid, right? Like it's so dumb.
0: That was like just cause stuff going yeah, on a little it bit. it was. Like it was just like, wait, there's just an unmanned fuel zeppelin up yeah. in the sky, circling forever, circling like, what is forever, and makes this giant ring, and somehow the gas floats and like he just it just suspends fuel in yeah. this huge circle it's and great. then it's just like well i'm gonna have to get rid of you now or whatever and like jets through it and then it just ignites this donut yeah i kind of liked that no, I didn't it's just, too. like we're blowing up the I, sky gas station i liked but... that this
1: movie also didn't care i make fun of it for like because top gun cares about physics i liked that this movie didn't care at all like that these airplanes could do anything like
0: anything yeah Like I I didn't mind the puzzle solving of just like, okay, for for some reason the muscles we have just aren't very good. So we can't pull off this mission. It's like, no, see, if we go into a straight (laughs) nosedive down like really fast. You add the velocity. It'll add to the velocity of the shot and then it'll be able to puncture the roof and blow up that building correctly. And it's just like, All right, let's do it. And then they just do it's like, what what is Okay. Yeah. All right. That was that was a thing. But it
1: adds for like the dumbest scene because here's Josh Lucas, like he was wrong. He's passing out it's as just, his like, plane is flying over people,
0: over the streets of <laughs> Myanmar. Like he pulls out of this crazy bank and is just like a foot above cars, <laughs> and he's and then starts to black out. out. And you're just like, yeah, you should have had the drone do that. That's like why you'd have a drone in this situation at all. But he's like, no, I don't trust it. Yeah. I don't trust it. I, okay which is funny
1: because again like so i got into this movie and i was like man this was the weirdest buddy cop movie i've ever seen in my entire life because this, it was like it was like them being against each other because there's a scene where like yeah he stares at the evil eye but then when the evil eye when the edi becomes evil he's like not in formation and he's like get on my side and then the he just doesn't does, like, like this showboaty this is like move. dick move and i'm like what is happening like this is like this is like eddie murphy and nick nolte like Just like trying to one up each other and just be dicks to each other.
0: I kind of wanted more. Like that's the thing. I feel this movie takes itself too seriously. Yes. And keeps its feet a little too grounded sometimes with stuff like that. Especially because there's like a line. There's a disparaging line that Josh Lucas has where it's just like, that's not that impressive. I've heard BMW say that. And then I was hoping later the jet would do something crazy. It's like, ever seen a BMW do that? Like just something <laughs> dumb like that. And you're just like, Oh, it's listening. It's being all weird and catty. But instead the only thing it does is play incubus songs. He when loves it's doing incubus stuff. so much. It's great. Yeah. And like, those are moments where it's starting to crack into absurdity. Like when they're flying out of that hangar in Alaska and Incubus is just blasting as this plane is like hovering over all this stuff. It's just like we are almost over the top and like into a fun. Zone. But then we cut
1: into like Jessica Biel just like on the run in North Korea, and it's just like this yeah. is a downer. Like, just
0: like oh, she's like behind enemy lines, like that movie Behind Enemy Lines. And It's like why are we doing that? But that's too? like the whole like, movie. That
1: whole movie was just like one giant again action scene. But we got like a little tidbits of this and not good tidbits.
0: There's like uh, 35 minutes of just this dilemma. I love
1: that like Josh Lucas is in the air for like 30, 40 minutes of this movie. Like in one long stretch of looking for EDI, he's just yeah. hunting him. Like, you know, like just a wild goose chase through the air hunting him. And I'm like, this is the most absurd thing. Do you guys know how big air is? Air is massive. You can't just find things in it.
0: Well, yes. I guess, yeah, it happens to work out with the fuel station. Like they both yes. need to go there, and then I guess he's kind of staking out that for for the oh, attack or whatever. But um, yeah. What makes
1: even EDI what more so than anything? What makes EDI turning friendly is we as an audience at the hour mark have to sit through EDI killing Jamie Fox.
0: Essentially, yes. Like there, there's some quibbles with how that p- plays out because it's like. Oh, they gave the order to attack it, and then he was too close to it when it it dodged a missile or whatever, so it never actually opened fire on them or anything.
1: Correct, but you EDI know, EDI put himself in a situation, and where... and
0: that's a moment where EDI is almost a little caddy because just like goodbye, Henry, and then he explodes. Yes, and the, like his friends are just like,
1: oh no, what? But that's and what then, I'm saying. Yeah, like that is him. Shortly
0: like... thereafter, like half an hour later. It's just like, all right, well, you know, we, we, we're looking out for each other now. It's like, what, why? Like, how did you get over that? Like, it was nothing. You know? Also,
1: like, he just then sits on EDI's head without straps. Oh, I love
0: that. Because I was like, wait a minute. I bet I know what's going to go on here. Because they asked earlier. It's like, why does it even have a seat? Like, why does it have a cockpit? It's like, oh, you know, it's experimental something. It's early, blah. And then later it's like, oh, Josh Luke is totally going to be in that plane with the robot <laughs> and man and machine are going to team up. But then I was like, wait, but who would they fight? Oh, they're just going to go rescue Jessica Biel. That's yes. all that we're going to see. And they're going to fight
1: corruption, Nathan.
0: <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. So this movie kind of quietly pivots away from this evil robot that was in all the marketing as like the thing. Just like, no, no, it's Sam Shepard. Like he's just totally a bad commander who's trying to cover his ass after this, like, total screw-up. And that's the whole thing with him. It's like, oh, okay. And there's no real great resolution to that. He just kind of gets cornered by it and gives up or, like, kills himself, I think. Kills himself, yeah. Yeah, like, they they lead right up to, like, a scene where it would be like, hey, I want you to hear this loud and clear-cut. It's like, why didn't you have a gunshot sound on the (laughs) phone with his, like, political crony guy or whatever? I like, think too dark. Too they're crazy. going through that P-
1: they, they're this is a hard pg-13 movie yeah yeah like not like hard in the sense of like an indiana jones temple of doom hard. it's like oh no, no this no. movie like, is like the softest of pg-13s
0: yeah you're, this is squarely aimed at being pg-13 and has no doesn't want to grid it up at not all to so be near yeah they're just like
1: i i don't want to like even touch that r line like we're just we're gonna happily be pg-13 yeah
0: so i like, I kind of liked Sam Shepard's, like, frosty, like, just kind of business-like way of being a villain. But it didn't lead to, like, a cool confrontation or a no. final speech or like, anything. Like, even,
1: yeah, like, the even the final confrontation is just, like, Josh Lucas versus North Korea uh, really quickly.
0: And then, like, Miles Dyson comes in. And then Miles Dyson comes in. <laughs> Which I as soon as he was in the movie, I was like, oh, this is weird because there's like robot like AI stuff like yeah, he, AI, which is funny because weaponry. he's also
1: Cyborg's dad in the Justice League first thing. OK, and that's all Perfect. AI stuff, too. So. so
0: he knows his niche, I guess. His, he found his like, market. Yeah. Sci fi. Yeah. Let's get that. Uh, let's get that
1: other like AI guy, you know, that Miles Dyson's guy. He'll come and help us out. Yeah, that's he'll go for this role.
0: Um, and him and him and Sam Shepard kind of, like, don't see eye to eye on this program or whatever. But there's not a lot with that. No. Like, there's not a lot of good tension there. Honestly,
1: and Sh- Sam Shepard's, like, villain turn? Complete left field. Almost as if they, like, made it up as they were going along because they're like, we want EDI to be the friend, so we need a new villain. Oh, Sam Shepard's bad. And it's like, really? Like, are you like, sure?
0: Sam Shepard's, like, not doing a great job or whatever but he's not he didn't seem like evil but then at some point he's just like no no i will kill any of my own people i gotta cover this up you know and that yeah. that like black ops i'm but gonna like, have this that, doctor honestly came out of nowhere
1: like because him and like uh, josh lucas are having these like moralistic conversations near the beginning of the movie and they're dropping zero hints that this guy might be shady under the surface
0: yeah no i i just wasn't getting that vibe at all so i i, I think i was at least like mildly surprised or something by the turn because i was because like it, it was no more sense. clues in the running time i yeah. just like wait a minute no something's gonna happen with this robot then because there's way too much time for that to get resolved in the cool sky okay, battle let's, i'm expecting what le- let's know? do a
1: thought experiment you're an hour in and they're about to fight the robot and you're like whoa this is there's not enough time now for this movie to have this be the final boss thing what is the new ending where the robot stays evil? <sighs> hmm. I, I have an idea. If you want to hear it,
0: sure. Well, sure. Yeah, he I'll, does I'll become. Think on it.
1: He does become capable of like hacking, and yeah, then he I creates he would network with
0: their planes. He or something. networks
1: and controls other planes, and then just grows his. Like he dies in his ship, but then he yeah. comes back as like twenty of these planes Th- there or was
0: honestly a moment where he was kind of hovering over josh lucas's plane where i was like oh is he gonna like transfer into his systems or something it's so like no 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 he can't do that it is literally just this orb in this computer yeah. in this plane that is that is which EDI. makes that he like doesn't you, have network powers
1: did you watch the end credits scene I sure did.
0: I, I left it on just to like see some of the music credits and yes. stuff. It's like, what was all this rockin' that I was hearing? It's like, okay, yeah, it's Incubus, Incubus the original. And, and then I was on my phone or something. And I looked up. I was like, oh my god, there's an after credit scene in this movie. <laughs> and as soon as I saw what it was, I was, like, oh no, it's gonna like wink at you or something. They're, they're gonna do like an Iron Giant, and they totally do. They'll and totally I was so mad.
1: Um, Incubus did original music for this movie.
0: Three songs. Yeah, they wrote three yeah. songs. At Rob Cohen's insistence. Nathan something like, about Dude. this
1: one have you noticed this trend in our batch for this thing where we get this original music from
0: bands? Mastodon and yeah. <laughs> real good collapse going on here. For these
1: dud movies. Anyways. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Mastodon oh, Man. So I, I don't know. I, I think I was kind of given more than I expected, but I wanted less. Like I, I wanted just a simple robot fight yeah like thing. i want
1: i did want a, an evil robot but honestly the absurdity the pure absurdity of like a buddy cop like them joking around with each other in the cockpit
0: in was when he's in the sp- cockpit and they're just yeah was yeah. so
1: stupid that i was like i don't know there's something to that that's just like this movie has the audacity i, I was kind
0: of i was kind of gonna invoke top gun maverick as well in terms of like that movie has kind of, like, a third act, like, what is going on now? Like, this is some weird extra stuff we're getting into once yes. they the crash yep, after yep. the big mission. Yes. Uh, So I I was like, oh, that's kind of happening. Like, Jessica Beale's on the run from the sniper, and, like, but all I enjoyed, this extra stuff is going on. I enjoyed
1: yeah. the fun stuff in Maverick because then he finds his original – plane and does stupid things that movie
0: even though it's like more grounded because it doesn't have crazy sci-fi in it it kind of gets more absurd in the way i want where it's just like somehow through just awesomeness (laughs) maverick is going to use this old ass plane and the the, the the entire movie
1: Tells us that these old ass planes
0: suck compared to these, like, oh, they're so slow and bad compared fifth to fifth generation these, new these
1: fifth generation planes, there's no way. And then Maverick it's like, just like, wait, no, why mind. is
0: there still an F 14 Tomcat in like <laughs> flying state? It's like, who cares? The difference is the pilot, and then Maverick is just so dope that he's able to pull off insane stuff. And you're just like, this is the right kind of over the top, stupid stuff that you would want from this kind of cheeseburger. Oh, 100%. You know? Yes. Yeah. Whereas this is, like, inherently a cheeseburger, you know? It's like, no, this is, like, a, a flying space robot plane. This should be so zany all the time. But it's like, no, this is a real serious pickle we've stepped in with, like, international relations and this radiation cloud that's going to destroy Pakistan. Which it's part like, is the cheese? I know! it. Like, the robot, like, should be This is ridiculous. what I mean. Like, you're –
1: honestly, your cheeseburger – uh, like um, analogy here is working out really well because it is like it's like you have two cheeseburgers, but one's McDonald's versus one's like a, a nice restaurant type of thing. They both are cheeseburgers, yeah, but there's just like a quality difference that are
0: completely missing yeah, between like, the two. It's like one knows what it is, and one is like trying way too hard to like really Honestly, be about something. Maybe here's the thing. Let's yeah. let's talk quickly
1: about Rob Cohen and talk about how he is always on the cusp. <laughs> Of what could be genuine greatness, but he might be the person holding it back all the time.
0: Like okay? just grounding it or holding it down. So yeah. let's
1: let's quickly go through his filmography. It's not long, but it, like his big kickoff was like Dragon, the story of um, Bruce Lee. He did that movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a big shrug of a movie. Then he did uh, Dragon Hearts was his next big movie.
0: Yeah. And like like,
1: I've heard so many people say amazing things about the CGI, but like you want to talk about a movie that has like groundbreaking CGI that nobody talks about anymore, and it's (laughs) Dragonheart.
0: Yeah, I mean I might talk about it, but I I just but you grew up watching it. I'm saying like a new generation of people watching it. Oh no, I could never sell this to kids or anything. It's like no, don't worry about Dragonheart. Whereas like that's like my dumb thing that I like. yeah, Yeah,
1: E. T. finds a new generation, like every shit like yeah where's the of tale of
0: bowen and the dragon and exactly yeah, their kinship you know who cares so
1: yeah. then he moved on to one of my favorite movies of his batch daylight but like i know that's not a good movie and there's definitely boredom problems in this movie
0: yeah yeah
1: then he goes into the skulls which is just like a really stupid fret. is that about a cult
0: or something yeah
1: okay then he goes in the Fast and the Furious, and I heard an him to like griping about the future of Fast and Furious and how it becomes like not grounded anymore. And I'm sitting back <laughs> being like, then you don't get it. You don't get how you made a really kind of boring movie. And then they found gold in it. And mm. we're like, heisting was the best thing that ever happened to a Fast and Furious franchise. Like, but
0: they're heisting in the first movie. They're stealing from but, like, the moving But like super trucks, heisting. You know? I'm saying
1: super heisting is the best thing that ever happened. Did okay. you know that that tank scene is is practical?
0: What what which scene, sorry?
1: The tank the the bank vault scene in Fast 5 was practical.
0: Oh, okay. They were
1: pulling along a real uh bank vault or a bank vault on wheels with a car inside of it. But it was like no CGI happening in that scene.
0: Actual smashing is going on.
1: Actual smashing is actually going on.
0: Okay, Anyways. well good for them. Yeah. And then
1: we go to Triple X, which, again, is, like, kind of, like, you haven't seen it, but it's kind of, like, a big shrug of, like, great idea, not great execution. And then we go into this movie, and then he follows this movie up with uh, The Mummy 3.
0: Yeah, Mummy 3 is really bad. Uh, and, again, it has, like, potential to be over the top and crazy with, like, oh, an army of yetis is going to attack them. Yeah. Like, oh, that sounds like the best thing I've ever heard of. And, it's and like, they no, have Brendan Fraser and
1: Jet Li, and it's, like, oh, this should be a fun good movie and it's just boring
0: yeah like th- that was the thing a lot of events were happening in this movie like there were just big old explosions and constant speeding around and crazy flipping and flopping around with these planes and yeah i just wasn't i was kind of bored a lot of the time because yeah. <laughs> just like i don't hate the characters even like they're doing okay yep. you know i'm not mad at josh lucas and jessica Beal's kind of flirty thing that they're not talking about or whatever That's okay Hundred yeah. but it's somehow just dragging out like so slowly developing these things and going into places i don't need it to go was just like oh man she's like behind enemy lines and we're gonna have to cut her loose and all this and it's like this is too much this is way too into itself about this whole problem like i don't yeah. really care enough to have a half hour sequence where jessica beale is a fugitive in in north korea like what are we doing like that movie, just yeah, it it kind of grinds into a really, I don't know. It it was tedious. It, it got tedious with itself, you know. And so this
1: is what I mean. So okay, standing and, back, and it
0: can't devolve to the point where Sam Shepard is like in a knife fight with Josh Lucas, on or top like of a he point jumps or something.
1: into his own like fighter jet and they have whatever. like a fighter jet battle or something like that no like,
0: it's just like he will just quietly exit the scene in this yes. weird understated way so like,
1: oh, let's okay. take a step back and like think about like okay this movie is a bad investment but why is it a bad investment i gotta give it yeah. merit i have to give it merit for just like a big budget movie with an original idea like this is I know, clearly, I, I, yeah no this is clearly like the studio taking a chance on a non-franchise Starter like there's no book, there's no comic book, there's no like zeitgeist or anything. Like it's decades yeah, out it's of not, Top it's Gun. It's not even
0: coming. Yeah, it's it's sort of maybe thinking like enough time has passed since Top Gun. Maybe we can get into something similar and, yes. and excite people again with airplane action. Hundred percent. Like sure, yeah. I mean that's an idea. I like that was the thing I was thinking about this. I might greenlight this in like 2005. I might be like yeah, sure. That's what I mean. Like it's not a bad investment. But yeah. then. It was sort of in hindsight, and then how they marketed it. And I feel the Jamie Foxx thing almost bit them in the, in the tail, you know? Like, it was a bad turn with that. Okay, so
1: for where the bad investment comes for me is, like, they they actually greenlit this script, though. Like, on paper <laughs> alone, the idea is good, but then this script comes across my desk, and I'm like, this is the thing we're going to build a franchise out of. It's like – because they clearly are trying to build a franchise. Like, they want to build – Multiple I know sequels. they
0: they end with like a oh yeah I was like, that's really funny but no yeah. we're not gonna be able to see this and
1: it's like right well now. when you make the EDI into a hero at the end like then what the hell is the sequel
0: yeah I kind of thought the whole point of this was like the ethics of warfare and like this question of like I th- that was the thing I kept kind of waiting for EDI to do something totally crazy like do something really amoral and weird and it sort of does because it, it decides to just go ahead with the stated mission from Sam Shepard and blow up those nukes, even though there's going to be a lot of collateral damage that the pilots aren't happy with. That's it's sort of a moral decision where it's just like, nope, this is the rules. But then after the lightning strike, it just starts acting so weird and just starts wargamesing it up with like this hypothetical but then target or whatever. Fix it's so- itself. Yeah, it's like Two. oh it's gonna it's it's playing this war game like called caviar beef or whatever the heck it's called. Uh <laughs> it's gonna go it's gonna go blow up this like alleged site of 150,000 people in Siberia yeah. and like start a war with Russia or whatever. So then it's like, okay, so this is kinda like Doctor Strangelove or something. Like there's this rogue plane that's gonna start an incident. And then that's resolved almost immediately because like it gets hit by the bit of shrapnel yes. and then makes a deal not to do that. And then mm-hmm. that's over. Like It's just kind of like, uh, oh, there's I thought – So
1: if you look at like the, yeah, the sequence of events, you clearly see it being set up to be like, oh, it could turn evil on its own because of Josh Lucas. But then it gets the lightning strike and so that's when it becomes evil. But then there's nobody outside of it fixing it. It just learns itself to become good again.
0: Yeah, and you have the Keith Orbit character kind of looking at the code and trying to fix it or something, but that doesn't do anything. But then that's resolve. the problem
1: with the – why do we have a lightning strike then? Like just get rid of the <laughs> lightning strike because the lightning strike in my mind is the reason why it broke. Because well, it they...
0: kind of makes it not interesting, whereas if it just learned the ways of war from man imperfectly, then it's at least sort of saying that's something what I mean. about but us then, or and whatever. then
1: And then it can then slowly learn like, oh, shoot – people can make nuanced choices or something like that but the lightning strikes there and it's like wait why is this necessary this shouldn't yeah. be necessary but it's like
0: i know yeah. they probably could have gotten away with just being like wow well, it's quantum computer i mean it's, but that's it's the thing enhanced. i wonder I if know. they're
1: they're not saying it broke it it just like it <laughs> they're thinking it that electricity it. in this like stupid sci-fi world electricity just made it small smarter because it like, I know,
0: it, it's almost like a like electroshock therapy or something. It's like, oh, it gave it a bunch of different like connections in its brain yes. and now it's seen. But it this just gave it more picture. energy
1: because now its brain is stronger than it was before with this lightning strike. Which makes no sense. Makes yeah, no sense. I know. But uh. yeah, so for me the bad investment comes into like this specific script and for me the casting, like sure you like pivot to, to Jamie Foxx. But at one point, the studio was like, let's pin this giant movie on Josh Lucas' shoulders. I know. I,
0: I was kind of looking at Josh Lucas' career because I was like, was he on, like, the path or something? Like, did he have some surprise hit the previous year or whatever? And it's just like, no, not really. He's he's just kind of, like, like a bad sweet, guy in Hulk. Yeah, and he had know? Sweet
1: Home Alabama, which was a modest, modest success, but that was still, like, a Reese Witherspoon movie.
0: Yeah, like, he's just kind of such a supporting player, and then this is kind of the big try, I guess. This is his battleship or something. Yes. Like, this is his John Well, Carter. but no, to be
1: fair to Taylor Kitsch, that was not his first attempt. Yeah. This seems to be his first attempt at, like, being a yeah. star.
0: Yeah, and honestly, though, I wasn't even, like, like, last week I was kind of talking about Scott Speedman in a way of just kind of like, oh, what a boring, like, dude. Just, like, out of a bag of 50 <laughs> other guys, like, this is just another unremarkable dude. I at least thought Josh Lucas had a bit of sass and a bit of fun with this. Sure. Like I was actually okay with him as the lead, but the movie didn't prepare me for that or like sell me a Josh Lucas is a cocky pilot movie. It was yeah. like, like I watched the, I watched the TV spot and trailer before this. Cause I was like, I wanted to confirm that they did this. And yeah, there's one that's just like Jamie Foxx is at his absolute best yeah. in theaters now. And it's like, what are you talking about? He's like barely <laughs> in this movie. Like, what yeah. critic even bothered mentioning him because he's well, not important?
1: <laughs> one of my favorite box quotes is on Triple X State of the Union, and it was one – it says, somebody said, one of the greatest action movies of all time on my box.
0: That <laughs> was like – Who would say that? Somebody
1: who really wanted to be on the box set. <laughs> like, clearly. <laughs> People will say crazy things just to be on the case or the poster. Yeah um In the ad so the thing that yeah, really it was,
0: it was exclusively jessica biel's body and then jamie Foxx and then go see it and it's just like yeah. i don't even think i know that this is about airplanes and here's the thing <laughs> like, this, this is
1: what? the thing that like this is the thing that got under my craw jessica biel is like 22 at the time of filming
0: okay yeah. and like
1: josh lucas is like 37
0: oh okay and yeah. like it's sorry i, he's I was 34. looking at okay i was looking at her filmography it's like oh this is early pretty this is pretty early because we we saw her in like Texas Chainsaw and that's kind of her first venturing outside of like rom commy Yeah she did summer
1: catch before Texas Chainsaw but yes.
0: Right. And well but isn't that also a Rom Yeah yeah but that was like that's
1: the first thing I saw her in post Seventh Heaven. She's a 7th oh, sure. Heaven person. I'm
0: just saying, like, yeah, the, the steps away from 7th Heaven, like, Summer Catch kind of stuff is is Texas. Yes. And then this is like, oh, it's a big action movie. She's, you know, running around with a, a Uzi. This and
1: around. when did Blade Trinity happen? Because that was
0: also... That was 2004, I think. So the year before so, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's This is kind of her new trajectory is pretty early on. Yes. You know, so. And then
1: she did The Illusionist the next year, which is... And to be fair, I, I mean, if I'm going to tear on this movie for pairing her with a significantly older man, yeah. two years from now, she is literally paired with, like, in a romantic relationship with Nicolas Cage. And he is legit almost 20 years older than her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just the way Hollywood is or whatever.
1: Yeah. But it just makes me feel a little gross sometimes, especially when they're, like – like, it's almost okay – I don't know why it is okay – It's arbitrary, but when someone's in, like, their early 30s and they're getting paired with someone in their late 40s, it's like, that doesn't bug me. But when someone's, like, 21 being paired with, like, someone my age, I'm, like –
0: It's a little cradle, Robbie. I don't like that. Like, I'm
1: just, like – I know 21-year-olds, and I'm, like, you were a kid, like, three years ago, and I've been an adult for most of my life now.
0: I guess I was just perceiving Josh Lucas as younger than that, like the way the role oh they is definitely were staged. pitching him
1: that way, but his wrinkles were set into his face already. Like he's got <laughs> those crow's feet.
0: It's like oh these guys are con- these are contemporaries, like they were in the same flight class. So.
1: Yeah, they, they that's what they're trying to say, but it's like yeah, that's just not possible. Like
0: Ugh. and yeah, there's there's kind of this like they really stamp down the the romance angle for a lot of the movie because it's just kind of like. Uh, like Jamie Foxx has a little talk with him and it's just like, yeah, she's on her way to the very top and you're this like dirtbag. You should really leave her alone. <laughs> and then he kind of takes that to heart when they're in Thailand. He's just yes. like, yeah, I like, she does like me apparently, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't mess her up. I'm going to go hit the streets or whatever. Yeah, so, I don't know. I'm going to go to the red light district. See you later. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what he says, but then they both get a beeper call to like, get back to base yeah. and do missions or whatever. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah man this movie is this movie has genuinely like if there was a, somebody sat down and cut twenty five minutes out of this movie there would be a fun movie there to watch
0: yeah i I think you could carve a fun movie out of this and and a lot of the the action stuff with like the missiles and like the shots of like panning down the plane and then suddenly it's opening its compartment and bombs are flying out of it looks okay yeah like that stuff's still okay for like I always think of like the dog fighting and like independence day looks extremely bad. This didn't look like that,
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. this
0: is like seven years later, nine years later. And it looks, it looks okay to be fair. There's but, some
1: like, there's some genuinely for the it's time. Good special effects happening in this movie. Yeah. They so.
0: spent that $135 million on the special effects. Yeah. Like. <laughs> they did not.
1: Yeah. They did not need to spend it on anything else. So which yeah. is what, which is what happens when you get a, a no star in a movie type of thing. Mm-hmm. I went it's and to saw to this in theaters that, that summer. Like, I was totally nice. there – maybe not opening weekend, but I was totally there in summer 2005 seeing stealth okay. in theaters.
0: How was that? How did
1: that – w- <laughs> I feel the same way as I feel now where I'm like, yeah, it's a big shrug of a movie,
0: which yeah. this will lead I, I, into I think
1: my question for today.
0: But, yes. In the ads and stuff, when it's like, hey, there's like a cyber plane, that was at least like, okay, that could be fun. That yeah. could be something. But – I don't know if it was like I heard or I just got the vibe. I think I somehow heard that it's like, oh yeah, Jamie Foxx is not in most of this movie. Yeah, I think and I that told wasn't you. necessarily a deal breaker to me, but it seemed weird that they were hanging their hat on his appearance, and then it's just like again oh, because no, that's, that's they, not even they, they
1: went they were going to go forward with it being like the idea sells people, and then they stumbled ass backwards into oh man, we have a star in our movie. That's amazing. Type of like thing. this guy's blowing up right now. And we didn't we even have really... to pay him a star's salary.
0: Like that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I, I guess I understand why the marketing would try to leverage that at least a bit, but they like ha- hung their head. Oh, 100%. They they totally understol- undersold like the insane notion of the movie <laughs> of just like, "Oh, there's going to be like 40 minute dog fight and just all this stuff." It's just like, "Eh, Jamie Foxx will have no shirt in a couple scenes and Jessica Biel will wear a bikini." uh it's like why what are you doing like why would you (laughs) because they were aiming at
1: 18 year old 20 year old boys like that's
0: yeah i i guess i i just wish they sold the absurdity of the action sure you know because there is some kind of wild stuff going on like i'm with you now
1: but i think my taste today girls in bikinis is not as appealing to me now as it was when i was like full of vim and vigor yeah i'm less. Dope, there's a lot less vim and vigor in me now <laughs>
0: dumb dumb sci-fi premises are, are what it's about oh 100 yeah so it could be yeah. a,
1: like i was yeah it could be a bad sci-fi premise and i'm like yeah i'll probably go see that why uh, wouldn't i say that I,
0: I will say i even i was a little underwhelmed with how they even use edi though because he had it, it has the potential to do insane flying stuff that like no human could do because it can't black out and everything yeah. right but they barely do that. Like they, they talk about this dive, which Josh Lucas ends up doing, and then there's one scene where it's like, all right, we're going into North Korea. What's the radar floor? Fifteen feet. Oh man. Okay, well, do that then. And then he's a- it's able to like fly like five feet above the yeah. ground or whatever over like railways and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, all right, that's really low to the ground. That's pretty crazy, but whatever. Like that's also you know. not possible
1: because wind is crazy at five feet off the ground
0: oh but it's it's so computer smart you know it's quantum it's that's quantum, what i mean that's Ryan. why i kind
1: of like parts of this movie because it's like so like you remember when dustin hoffman was berating like bad the sci-fi and, because yeah. of like just how stupid they did science oh, the
0: science is terrible and i was yeah. like
1: oh get dustin hoffman out of all of my science fiction films because i don't want that <laughs>
0: I think Ebert kind of points out a couple times, too. It's like, this doesn't even obey Isaac Newton's laws of motion. It's like, who cares? (laughs) You liked Ghost
1: of Mars. They're just walking around on that planet. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about, Roger? Uh,
0: If if any excuse, I would say because of how seriously it takes its, like, weird political posturing and stuff, (laughs) that's what clouds up that of, like, We're like, I'm just not in an over the top zany headspace when I want to be. Oh, yeah, because there's some
1: like genuine, like, Sam Shepard's in a different movie than everybody else (laughs) in this movie.
0: Yeah, like, he's
1: genuinely there. He's like crimson tiding, heavy
0: choices going on, and just like, oh man, I'm really against the wall here. He's he's crimson tiding it, White House
1: hunt for Red Octobering it. Like, he is like, I am a military man, a principal. I'm on the ropes, I gotta make choices and you're like,
0: I gotta cover up this mistake and everything, yeah. and it's just like, this is so weird but like, I don't, yeah like, I. meanwhile we're cutting back to just like, it's almost like they gave you know, him a incubus.
1: separate it's almost like they gave him a separate script to get him in this movie They're like, hey man, this is what it's really about. And they gave it to him. And then everybody else went and filmed off this other movie. And then it was. And then
0: you cut to this hover plane with Incubus playing and like this giant explosion. He probably thought it was Mozart. Like
1: in his. Because there's nothing on set. He probably was like, oh, it'll be Mozart. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Not these original.
0: It's Strauss. It's it's 2001 stuff. It's It's like not going to
1: be this uh, original Incubus songs. Like not even popular Incubus songs. Like just the original ones
0: uh yeah anyway as soon as the plane starts playing music too there there's like well at least he chose a good song like him and josh lucas (laughs) are on the same page for some reason with that yeah and then there's the tech guy who at least knows something weird is happening and then he's just quietly gone like sam Shepard's just like yeah he's been reassigned so that tech
1: guy "Mm -hmm." is now like he's been in the industry for decades and he's now living his best life like he
0: he's in the who are you talking about are you talking about keith orbit or the first guy the
1: first tech guy Oh, what's he up to? He's from the Bear. Like he's oh, got a, he's okay. one of the the leads in the bear, and so he's like like winning awards, getting like clout, but he's been like he was also in The Punisher as like the tech guy in the Punisher. He's always been the okay. tech guy to me. And then all of a sudden wow. he showed up in the bear as like this angry Chicago Italian dude. So
0: Alright. Well he's he's a fine character actor here. He's yeah. talking to about, you know. I, I did like the one the one line I like I love it when this happens where a movie kind of tees up a line it's like oh I bet I know what they're gonna say it's just like oh he he's uh, been downloading a lot of music how many songs all of them. all of them. it's <laughs> like of course It's ah! so he's like how many
1: songs all of them it's like but then he still all chose the songs only Incubus <laughs> like he was
0: like <laughs> these <laughs> are the ones he likes he, Giant he Incubus fans
1: there's honestly this movie would be more 2005. If they got Creed to do original music, and then that would be the most
0: 2005 movie. At least over the credits or something, but oh <laughs> my um, goodness. Yeah, this was a weird one because I, I was kind of struggling to squeeze the fun out of it because it should be fun. Yeah. But it, it was just so dry oh, no, it's, sometimes. It's like
1: Ash and I watched it on the couch with our phones open and we're playing, like I was playing like a Wordle or something like that. Like I was playing games on my phone whilst this yeah. was happening and I would like tune in. When the funds was snapping, but then as soon as, like, they're in Thailand, I was like, oh, okay, I can turn my brain back onto this computer.
0: Oh, man, yeah, that, that Thailand scene is so extraneous. It's just like, all right, like, we're we're going to be deploying for a long, intense series of missions, but you should take the rest when you got it. Go to Thailand for a bit. I was just like, this is just an excuse to have, like, Jessica Beale in a bikini or something. It's yes. such a pointless yeah. sequence. Or, like,
1: have Jamie Foxx be funny. But, like, even that, it's not that funny. Like, he's not that funny in this
0: movie he just isn't yeah they don't they don't give him a lot either really not at all yeah Yeah. it is such a strange like whiplash of like how he's presented versus how he's actually in the movie if
1: there's a non-mvp i gotta say like it has to be rob cohen who can just be the fun sucker like he can like (laughs) come up with an ideas and work on a movie and then be like guys well could have been a great time put in rob cohen's hand he'll make
0: it blah but but what would the political implications be with this Korea situation? It's like, what? Like who cares? Just blow up more stuff. But it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You like, don't understand, it, man. Like Ru- Russia would be really uncool with them all of these it things.
1: It's like what John Ford said, right? Like all things are about drama. And it's like, no. Not in Triple X. I should be
0: laughing at least a little bit. This movie honestly. is
1: literally called Triple X. You can't tell me that this is supposed to be dramatic. Anyways. All right, Will hey. Cage. Yeah. I MVP Town,
0: yeah, yeah. I guess we that you know that's still talking about stuff in the movies, so ooh, let's let's pivot over. Uh, it's my turn to kick off that. And I, I went because of the mild surprise factor, and I liked kind of how he handled it. I did go with Sam Shepard, even though <laughs> sure. he's in a different movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was like this, this movie is weird. This movie is taking this absurd scenario like gravely seriously like catch 22 you know like this is really important and it's just like what this is okay like he's just in this weird series of dilemmas where it's like okay i chose this to happen the 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 plane malfunctioned and he's just giving like non-answers to the pilots it's just (laughs) like yeah just bring it back here and it's like what like we don't have an emp or something what am i supposed to do it's like yeah just bring it back unharmed and then he hangs up and it's like, "What <laughs> like so I don't know. i I was wildly gesticulating at some of his sequences, and I enjoyed the frosty way he handled himself. It seemed it seemed like he was in like a Tom Clancy movie. That's what I and, mean. Like yeah, he was yeah,
1: he was given a Tom Clancy script and didn't know that this was about silly robots,
0: yeah. like once we got to like the the third, fourth act, like the final half hour kind of stuff, I was like, what?" is this going to turn into like a, like war crimes trial or like some sort of like the rope, like the robot's going to be yeah. up on the stand testifying against Sam Shepard and like his white house guy. And it's just this big thing. And it's like, no, no, we're going to do gonna this. Be the new, thing with North Korea.
1: Um, what is the trials that they did in Germany after world war two? Nuremberg trials, but around AI,
0: the EDI trials. Yeah. I like, I was prepared for that because of how gravely serious he was being with all of his stuff. Like, it's just like, Oh man, I kinda rushed this decision on this program and like kinda escalated this mission.
1: In all fairness to him, he was acting like like if not a Tom Clancy movie, like a Tony Scott movie. Where there's like a level of fun, but also a level of seriousness, like you know what I mean, at the same time.
0: Yeah. Because like Crimson
1: Tide Is a movie that's so fun, but it does have some pretty serious themes it's tackling. But it doesn't.
0: It's kind of right near over the top with like the dilemma at stake and everything, like nukes and. But it's been well acted
1: and well performed that you kind of don't think about how over the top it is and you're being entertained. I, the whole time. I was
0: honestly like, because of the final bit thinking about behind many lines and like was reading on it. It's like, why was, why did that work at all? Cause it's like weirdly serious too. Like, it's like, Oh, Owen Wilson stumbles on a genocide happening in Bosnia. Yeah. So it's like, how is that a summer entertainment? Like, that's just, that sounds terrible. But it's like, because somehow, he's running away from bullets the whole time. Gene Hackman keeps it light, you know, like he, he's villainous in a way that's so absurd. Wait, is he the bad guy you now? I think he ends up being the bad guy, where it's just like we gotta kill him. We gotta kill our own guy because he knows too much. Or but he,
1: oh yeah, that's right. And because I got frustrated because he spent the, most of the movie trying to save him, and then at the very end, it's like now and we're it's gonna like, kill him. Oh no, he like, knows too much. Why didn't yeah. they just put let those guys kill him? Like, anyways, yeah, you're right. Sham yeah. Shepard feels like he's if he's not like in a serious like Tom Clancy movie, he's definitely in a Tony Scott movie. So, because Yeah, something. I,
0: I, I just wish they gave him a more over the top finale, or like him getting like screaming about how he was right and getting arrested or something. Like instead, he just quietly. I I have no idea why they let him just go to a bathroom by himself. Like they're just like, all right. Yeah, I thought honestly, over and I thought he was going to pull out a gun
1: and there's going to be a giant gun battle. But then, yeah, like it's just like, like way this way quiet, out. like falling on the sword suicide. moment just yeah. feeling completely out of place in this movie we're watching
0: i know it, it was like a few good men moment or something yeah. with like J. like J. jack walsh,
1: nicholson's like, like uh or jt walsh is like i'm not going to prison
0: and you're just like yeah yeah that's like <laughs> i i've seen that happen in military <laughs> thrillers and dramas and things but this is so weird for this, this is movie. not this movie this is not this yeah. movie uh, and yeah the, the, there's also just the loose thread of like he has some puppet master in the white house yeah. that like greenlit all of this but that's and the sequel super implicit. in the sequel oh, josh yeah.
1: lucas and edi yeah. team up to take down the edi government. is gonna
0: hack all the files and, yeah they'll okay. take down
1: the government
0: yeah My favorite EDI moment, though, is when it, like, IDs all the terrorists with this this nonsense cluster of, like, images and stuff. It's, like, it's hacked into the cameras and then there's just, like, a thumbprint and it's, like, that means it's this guy and, like, a retinal scan of this other guy. It's like, where is it getting this? And why does it look like this? It why do all like these terrorists have all website? these like
1: really like have they all been arrested
0: and like in the and, United like, States? Well photographed? <laughs> like what is this?
1: Why do they have retinal scans of these terrorists? Like does this doesn't make sense.
0: That that was the right kind of like accidental nonsense that I wanted more of or whatever sure, sure, in sure. that sure. moment. But anyway, so yeah, Sam Shepherd just for being gravely serious, but still I see and surprised me that he was an antagonist at all because I was yeah, yeah. not getting that vibe. So, yeah. Um.
1: So Sam Shepard was close to being mine. It was in my brain a long time was going to be that person. But then I discovered something today that made me really happy. And okay. I didn't really get a lot of happiness out of this movie. <laughs> sure. The voice. Do you who did the voice of EDI?
0: No, I, I didn't seem prominently credited. No, it know? wasn't.
1: Wentworth Miller. Okay. We've talked about him before. He's the guy in Prison Break. <laughs> no, He's the guy really? in Re- Resident Evil 4. He's the guy he in the Flash TV we show. Yeah. And also the screenwriter for Park Chan-wook's Stoker.
0: Oh, okay. He did the voice for this?
1: He did the voice for this, yeah
0: weird because yeah it's so it's such a cold voice in a way and, and even really... when they're like
1: giving him one-liners it's still just so robotic that i was like why didn't they just get like like a, a computer to be this voice like just like voice <laughs> to
0: text yeah kinda then it would be a little like colder and icier and stranger yeah maybe but then with, they just got yeah. a
1: human to speak like a computer really convincingly goodbye henry yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> I know. okay so wentworth miller got it for me because because again, surprise that repertoire between, like the buddy copying at the end, it's just like Wentworth Miller, just really uh, cracking that, yeah, that cracking whole, jokes that with whole Josh Lucas. Development
0: was a surprise, so sure. It's like, oh, they're gonna team up now because he put out a yep. fire, so yeah,
1: fully become partners in crime. That's it.
0: Oh, I will say the, the I was so mystified by how poorly EDI handled that helicopter. Like it, it just starts shooting but it's not even aiming at it. So it like alerts it to its presence and then starts turning towards it, gets smoked by a bunch of bullets. And then it has to do like this crazy kamikaze, yeah. like, I will die for my friends kind of thing. It's like, and the way the music swelled up at that moment and everything is like, this is so corny. This is terrible. Like debris is raining down. It's just like the most tragic thing ever. Just yeah. Happened. It's iron giant. Understand. Now that you know, the end It's ending. like iron giant. Yeah. It's like, it is not like iron giant. Like I did If iron care giant all killed
1: the second protagonist early yeah. in his movie, that would be iron giant.
0: Like iron giant killed Dean and then they got over it. And then it, it's like no, that really ruined the ending. <laughs> yeah, it just really ruined. He killed Dean. Uh, oh my yeah. goodness! Isn't there that there's that character that like
1: adult hip, hippie guy, hipster guy in? Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. If they killed him, just <laughs>
0: murdered him, and then at the end it's like no redemption. It's like that's no, fun. I'm sorry, I really like that character. So. <laughs> Anyways, and so. then yeah, after the credits debris field that's right there and it zooms in on like the core of the edi computer and the light turns back on and it's just like come on
1: what are we doing <laughs> this movie having an
0: after credit sequence
1: was just maybe so it, it was so shocking because i also had it on i had it on mute though because i had it on because i didn't love the music and so i just had to play because i just wanted to go through the whole thing and then this came up and i was like so baffled like what what's happening and i put it back on and i was like Wait, this movie weren't. What is what? Like they I were
0: that confident. In I've this? never that's seen this fantastic. after. I can
1: confidently say that's a part of the movie I've never seen before. Because I just yeah. left that movie theater. I would not have said.
0: What a what a sweet surprise! <laughs> at the end of that, they were that like. Oh yeah, no, we've struck upon something with this. <laughs> yeah. The WD this is, this really is, has to it. to be
1: fair, and again to Sony, all they had was Spider-Man. Man, they're struggling so hard at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: But, okay, it's, it's question time. Yeah. Uh, if you want to send a question, RyanOcavito.ca or uh Ryan has it this time.
1: Yeah, so given the movie we just watched. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. So I just watched a movie on the weekend that I was like, I kind of like this movie, but I but I started thinking about in comparison to other movies in this, like, franchise. And I was like, oh, I don't like it as much as that one or that one, but I don't want to raise those movies marks up higher than, like, a 6 out of 10 sure but i'm like wait this movie isn't a six out of ten it is definitely not as good as those movies but i liked it so it's like Kate, okay, can a five out of ten be a movie you actually enjoy or is that a rating where it's just it's immediately the start of decline
0: yeah i mean it's, it, it's, it's already
1: got to five man like i mean it got halfway there that's a lot of work it put on its shoulders to actually execute
0: do you want to say which one it is or, or are you... it was
1: ant-man quantum mania
0: Oh, okay. I thought you'd seen it a couple times. I've only seen it twice
1: now. But I was, like, not laughing as much this time as I did the first time. And I was like, oh, man, like, I'm not even really enjoying this as much as I've even enjoyed some, like, lesser Marvel fare. Mm. So I was like, but I don't want to put it, like, below – like, it's definitely – like, yeah, I was just, like, putting in my head if I was to rank it. But I couldn't have it – like, I have it as, like, a 3.5 out of 5 on – um letterbox because i'm like this movie i do like it more than thor but like that means thor has to become 2.5 out of five if i bring this oh, down like to Love a three thunder yeah no thor okay. one thor one oh. and thor two thor two specifically i kind of enjoy but like so i gave it a three out of five so but if this one is better if i bump it down to three from the 3.5 that means thor should probably bump down two and I'm like, but that makes it at a five out of 10. And is it yeah. so? Are five out of 10 movies good?
0: That's
1: they're, the they're question. There's
0: sort of a weird mix of like, I was looking through my ratings over the years, and like, they seem very just individual choices, and they don't necessarily correlate well with each other. Because uh, there, there's some five out of 10 movies that are like, I had really high hopes for this, and then it didn't meet those, so I'm angry at it. So it ends okay. up in this dead zone of like middle of the road. Like, people are way too hype on this. I don't think it's that good. Five out of ten. Okay. And that is me kind of damning it and saying it's bad. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, there's a movie where it's like, eh, I kind of like oh, this inherently. Like, I, I like a Friday the 13th, four or something. Yes. It's not like good. That's what I mean. Okay, so. The grandest <laughs> scheme, <laughs> you know. You and I but are all Little Box friends. Again. Yeah,
1: you yeah. and I are Lauderbuck's friends, and you're far more likely to throw out a three and a three point five than almost any other number by far.
0: Yeah, like almost but a I four a is lot of sac- sevens.
1: Yeah, for a four is not sacred to me. Like it seems to be sacred for you.
0: Yeah, four it means it's like a great movie. I might buy that movie. You See, know? whereas like, like that's, four, that's where I'm at.
1: four doesn't mean that to me. Four means it's still a really good movie. Great is when four point five and five start happening.
0: Okay, um, yeah, anything above an eight like, could be extremely quality or very rewatchable or something. Yes, yeah, I uh, the, agree. The middle of the road is a weird one because like, it's a little too recent, and I don't want to spoil your sense of it or anything. Yeah, it's, it's Five Nights at of, Freddy's. Yeah, I walked out of Five Nights at Freddy's feeling like there's a lot here, and I would watch more of these because I think there's an inherently good idea that you could really do something with. But I was expecting... To get really jostled around and have some really cheap scares and stuff, and they they rein it in a lot. They're really diplomatic. It felt kind of like this is for kids. Like we don't want to scare kids. Yeah, it's a
1: PG thirteen movie. They they even committed that there's no R version like Megan, which was like edited sure. down to PG thirteen.
0: Yeah, no, this felt firmly targeting a lower kind of it's. It, and I was like, I so I went in like really like, oh, this movie's gonna be a real jerk. It's gonna jerk me around just like those video games. <laughs> And I was like, no, not really. It's weirdly invested in its story, and, you know, some some scary things will happen, but it's going to be pretty low-key about it. I was like, oh, weird. So it just didn't meet my expectation, but there's a lot of, like, fertile ground there for more stuff, so I'm still game. Sort of like with the Friday the 13th movies, like, I'm game to rewatch those. I'm game to watch more of those, but I don't think they're, like, good. That's what I mean. So, like, (laughs) so
1: what do you put, like, Friday the 13th Part 3 at?
0: Like that, yeah, that's like a four or five in a way. I gave a lot of fours to stuff too. I think four is starting to enter in like bad. It's good potential. You know? Yeah. Like, like that's below where the I mean,
1: I have a tendency though, when it's a, when a movie's like actually one out of 10, I have a tendency to give it a five star though.
0: Yeah. There, there's a swing point where it's a one is secretly really amazing in some way, but I, I tend to not reflect that unless it's, I feel it's funny, like a Cobra maybe yeah but
1: that's what i'm trying to say yeah for me it's battlefield earth has a five star rating on mine but it's genuinely probably a one-star movie
0: or i don't really know how i really feel about the mario brothers movie but i'll watch it a lot yeah like the not the to be clear not the new illumination no no no, the 1990s the 1993 like zany mess that that is uh but okay i i pulled out a couple other fives that i noticed in my list that like i have mixed feelings about because it's like well, if this is a five, why did I watch Chronicles of Riddick like four times? You know, but it's it's I don't know. Like, it has, how many times did you watch it? Like four, maybe by now. That's like, it, that tells me right there that you like that movie. There's a lot in there that's really zany and kind of fun. Yeah, but I like Chronicles it's of Riddick. It's so I... bloated. Yeah, <laughs> there's things I find really annoying about it too. I think and sure. how seriously. Colm Feore's side of the story. is. Oh, but it? I love that though.
1: I love how yeah. self serious it is.
0: So it's it, it's a weird one where it's like, oh, I love how ambitious it is. It failed in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's what I, I mean. So bought it. So yeah. okay,
1: I think you and I, we, I think you and I do our star system differently. Yeah. Like, I, I'm thinking against other films. I'm thinking like I'm often thinking pretty metal like, like. Not just, like, on this one individual experience, but, like, in the grand scheme of, like, when I watch a David Fincher film, like, The Killer recently, my ranking of it, like, my score of it had to match up with my ranking, too. If that makes Uh, sense.
0: Ranking of other films of his? Yes. what do you mean? Oh, okay. Like,
1: I, I couldn't say, oh, I like Panic Room more, but then I gave this a higher score than Panic Room. Yeah, sure, sure. You know what I mean? So I, like, I have this like sense of logical the,
0: consistency, yeah, kind
1: of thing. Because I, I kind of because that's how I experience movies, specifically. Oh, man. like this.
0: Immediately after last week's discussion, where I was like, "Yeah, why, why isn't the algorithm serving me ads for this?" I got a killer ad on YouTube. Like it was just like, "Hey, I don't know if you know, there's a new Netflix movie." <laughs> it's like, "All right, well, cool. I'm glad you found." You just got to say stuff into
1: the universe. Yeah, yeah. Because that's anyway. what happens with TikTok. You say something, or you're watching something on TV, and TikTok's like, "Huh." cool here is what your feed's gonna be like and you're like oh (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) thanks
0: but uh okay what i what i have on here too is one i i feel like i don't think we'll agree on this at all but the like 2018 or whatever it was predator movie like uh, the shane black one yeah like i still kind of like it but it was a bummer you know but I, I, I think I'm going to watch it again is Here, kind of so, where I'm, like, in a middle spot with that one. So I yeah.
1: have watched it again. Okay. And it does – it fits exactly with that because I think I went in – I went in overhyped on it because I was, like, I was Shane, like
0: Black, Man, Shane Black, Predator. Look at this cast. Yeah. This could be
1: great. So, so I I've like, subsequently mm-hmm. rewatched it and been like, okay, when you set aside that there are broken pieces to this movie and it's not reaching its potential – There's still some fun things happening.
0: Okay. So I... That that was kind of my hope for that movie. Like, I left that movie kind of bummed out, but I wasn't, like, angry at it. Like, it wasn't like a Rambo Last Blood or something where I was just like, oh,
1: man. So the reason why I'm having this conversation is... This is a great example. Predators is a great example. It was for me at, like, a 1.5 or 2 out of 5 on Letterboxd Forever. Okay. I just rewatched it, and I was like... I walked out of it being like, I think I like this movie. But in my mind, a two point five isn't a like.
0: Yeah. The, so it's sitting at a three yeah.
1: star for me right now.
0: Okay, six is a good like. Yeah, six is where I'm like kind of like tilting to like. I don't feel it, it realizes potential, but I I was I wasn't mad at. But it. But here's the so kinda...
1: here's the rub though. Here's the problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a Prey last year, and I really liked Prey, but I was like, yeah, it's got some like not. Perfect moments, but it works so much better than the Predator. But I'm like, do I make prey a four star movie, or do I make it a three point five? But then I'm like, is it really just a half star off of this like not good shape Black
0: movie? Yeah, like you seem to be kind of damning the other movie with faint praise by being like, oh yeah, it's it's, it's a good. So seven. this is it's why like, I'm you gave this movie a six and it's garbage. So, <laughs> this yeah. is why
1: I think I just need to be more comfortable by saying like, no, if I give it a two and a half out of five, it. It could mean it's bad, but it also could just mean that I do like it, and it's not great.
0: Yeah, it, it's a little weird. It's almost like it's open to interpretation, or you need to read the text of the review or something. It's almost like, like I need 2. to write 5. a
1: review is the thing.
0: Yeah, because for me, with a lot of fives, they are spitefully given. Like, I'll, I'll walk out of an Interstellar or, like, a Joker or something. Yes. It's like, nah, that, <laughs> Yeah. What is everybody But I don't give
1: – that's when I give 1.5s, because it. Okay. it's not a one – it's like that 0. 0.5 higher than a 1, so it's like it's actually bad. That's my, my yeah. actual worst score is a 1.5. Other than Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, I give it a half star, and I was like, I want to give this a 0. Why can't there be 0 options on this?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I've gradually been lowering my Joker score as it continues to be <laughs> like a top 50 movie or whatever. So, so okay,
1: I'm looking at my Predator rankings, and I have the first one at, 4 point, at, at a 4. You have it at 4.5. But I have first and second at, as equal because I kind of like the second one secretly. Not yeah, so secretly. Okay. We talked about this. We had a whole podcast on Superior Sequel. how it's like a great sequel. Or I, I, or I, I genuinely there, like but... that second one. Like genuinely like it. But yeah. then I have like Predators as a 3.5 and I have Prey as a 3.5. But Prey is way better than Predators. And Predators is just a silly fun movie. Yeah. So I'm like that's what I feel bad about because I'm like no, Prey is better. But then I'm saying, like, when I give it four stars, I'm saying it's equal to Predator and Predator 2, but that's not true. So then maybe then Predators needs to come down to three, and that's okay.
0: Maybe. Like, yeah, that that movie's kind of a trashy fun thing in a way, but I I, I like don't that know. samurai
1: scene, is really what it comes down to.
0: I, but there was a point where I was like, wait, why don't I own that? And I like went and bought all of them or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> bought some yeah, sort of fair. predator pack. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Did you get uh, the versus in them too is that part of that pack i
0: don't i don't i think i do own avp now yeah i don't know if requiem's in there so this is
1: key i thought about this the other day i think the alien versus predator movies are predator movies they are not they're more so predator movies than alien no they're not alien movies at all in my mind like alien is like the
0: predator movies are kind of they're they're like a protagonist in them almost yeah, you know, and to ABT. be fair, the yeah.
1: Predator movies are trashy fun action films.
0: And they're the ones that open that overture of like, hey, maybe they also 100%. hunted these, you know. Uh, but
1: and the alien movies aren't trashy movies. Like they're trying to do something with this genre. Yeah, they trying, can be I mean, trashy. I
0: I like Resurrection and it, it sort of is, but I don't know. It's a weird hybrid.
1: It is a weird hybrid. Um yeah. anyways, I I just I think what it is is like I think I have to start saying that, no, a 5 out of 10 can mean it's a movie I like because it. in mm. all fairness to it, it got to 5 stars. Like if you go to I a mean, movie it, –
0: it, it's sort of context sensitive. Like if you're looking at like a well-regarded movie, it's like, wow, 5 stars. That means I didn't like it. Yes. But if it's like a kind of low-grade movie like a John Carpenter's Vampires – Maybe a five is fine. Maybe that's maybe that's pretty that's good. A perfect, that's a know? perfect
1: score for it. Yeah. But in my mind, if I go to a movie and it's like starting at zero, because then it just builds its way up to its star grade. Yeah. Then five is like, hey, yeah, it got yeah, to you, five stars. Actually,
0: I've done this before. Yeah. It's like, well, Interstellar lost five stars, but Friday the 13th, six gained five stars. <laughs> exactly. You know? And sure, they end up at the same place, but it's so wait, much wait, more. Wait. You went into this Interstellar movie... with like
1: assuming this was going to a ten star movie.
0: I thought it might be really great. I was really excited, okay. and then it was I, like, you're right. Oh. I do
1: do that. So I went and saw The Killer, being like, okay, David Fincher gets ten stars right off the bat. Oh, there's a dock oh, point. Oh, there's a oh, dock point.
0: A couple points, but I'm that sure sucks because
1: it. that's not a way to go. That's a half glass. That's a half glass half empty type of way
0: of seeing movies. A hundred percent, it is. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, but like yeah, movies. It's all an expectations game, right? Like Suburbicon, yeah. I went in being like, "This is supposed to be garbage. It's supposed to be so bad. I'm the only person in this theater. Like nobody wants to see this." Yeah. And then there was like just a couple little moments, and it's like, oh, it's kind of a z moment. That's okay." So I got up to five stars, and it, sure. it's like, "Wow, that movie made it to five stars. Look at that!" I, think I thought the, it was. Shouldn't like, we be then a two.
1: commit ourselves? Because I think you and I are both victims of our own hype often
0: oh yeah Uh, it's it's really hard not to get excited about something if it's in a certain zone or like i I was unreasonably tracking the predator like i was like oh they're making it and they're working on it and who's in it and whatever and then it's like oh that was kind of kind (laughs) of crummy but but if i went in just with like no hopes then i'd be like a giant predator no i mean okay i don't mean
1: no hopes but i think i think there's a difference between hopes and expectations because yeah, a, hope, a hope is yeah. all about optimism. It's all about yeah. like, man, how great is this that we're seeing a new Predator movie? Whereas expectation is like, if you don't do this, I'm not going to like this movie. Yeah. And we yeah. do do that. We, oh, you and I that, both that, go in with expectations.
0: Uh, Blade Runner 2049 had really almost no chance. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie to you. That movie had like a thin line it had to show. And as soon as I heard a note of the score, I was like, all right, well. That's well, sure. Bad. Yeah. The Hans Zimmer score <laughs> yeah. is
1: the worst part of that movie. But the moment I went and saw it and it started and I was like, Oh, I had to mi- immediately pivot from the, like, this isn't Ridley Scott's movie. I'm going to pivot. Like, and now we're my from- van
0: jealous at. Ugh, I couldn't get over it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I just had to start from fresh in my brain. Okay. No, this is a new thing. Cause I don't even, honestly, I see that movie as fan fiction because in my word, in my Ridley Scott movie version, Deckard's dead because he's an- he's a replicant. and It's been four years type yeah, of thing
0: yeah no it's it's a weird thing but the but the fervor the love people have sure you know I know but that's the other part of expectation
1: that like this is what I mean so I think we we need to commit ourselves to go into more movies zero stars building their way up type of thing sure because I came out of the killer and I was a little bummed that I was bummed about it because it was still a really good movie but I was like mm. man it's not as good it's not as best movie ever and it's like that's not an expectation I should ever have when I go see movies. <laughs>
0: yeah that's a pretty tough mark to hit every time
1: yeah that's really not realistic and like honestly a big reason why i came out of a lot of spielberg movies that i now like because i was like that wasn't his best movie ever made and it's like ryan ryan spielberg like he's batting 800 he doesn't need to like hit it the furthest every single time yeah so anyways i'm just saying I do this too much where it's like a movie has to be as good of the last movie of theirs. I loved. And if it isn't, it's a failure. And I'm like, that's not true. That's just fundamentally not true.
0: Yeah. So
1: I need to be more comfortable with a five out of 10 being a good movie, like a movie I liked.
0: Yeah, I guess just on its face it looks like so bland and meh, but it, it can have nuance there, I guess. But
1: yeah. I just think there's not it's enough tricky. numbers. Unless we want to move into the world of like 100 <laughs> like a hundred
0: stars. It's like, oh, a fifty-seven one. Honestly no, Nathan. Good.
1: So I do have a policy in my brain when it comes to rating on uh letterbox where if a movie in my mind is like a seven and a half, like a good yeah. seventy five. I move it up to a four-star rather than move it down. I'm always a mover-upper.
0: That's the thing. I, I, I feel like my my numbers, even though they do literally correlate to a 10-point, my Letterbox and IMDb aren't always synced. Because, like, I would probably give Five Nights a six, but I couldn't give it a three because that means it's good. <laughs> you know? Like, that means I have no Because there's no language. Because yeah, they're different
1: languages. Like, when you go to yeah. six out of ten on IMDb, on IMDb, that's kind of a death knoll. I see a like six, a six is
0: four whole numbers away from the top of the scale. Yes. But a, it's only two numbers away from the top of this other scale. That's nonsense. <laughs> that's like nonsense. I'm almost saying it's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that's what I do. Like when I see, when I walk out of a movie and it's like, Oh, that's like a 7.5. I'm giving it four stars on litter box mm-hmm. because I'm like, it's, if you drop it, that's almost betraying. Like that, it made it half a star up.
0: Oh more. yeah, you're you're lopping off a lot of its percentage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so. It's tricky.
1: Anyways, I just I guess I just wanted to have the conversation around since we just saw this movie and I did see your Five Nights at Freddy's review. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, it sounds like Nathan liked this movie, but was conflicted. And that's okay. I, I
0: don't know how it would hold up to a rewatch too. Like it 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 takes a lot of itself seriously. So okay, what know?
1: did you rate Willy's Wonderland?
0: I don't remember because you know? I think I gave it three. Sitting, sitting here, I might give it a three. I yeah. think I gave it three
1: point like, five, but it's like I know it's not a good movie, but like
0: at least it has a thing I could hang my hat on with cages. Sure, yeah, and that's you know? and I've
1: seen lesser Cage movies that I liked, but I know it's not a good movie, and I probably won't want to watch again for a long time.
0: Or yeah, it's hard for me to hang my hat on like a visual element or something, or it's just like. Oh, they made these robots look really good with the animatronics, like Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Yeah, that's but does that make it a good movie? That's like, like you know. that's like nine
1: percent. that's like ninety percent of why I want to see that movie is because like the animatronics.
0: Yeah, Jim Henson's Creature Shop is back, baby. They made some silly looking stuff. But then I
1: keep hearing about all the things you're talking about of just like it's bogged down by fan lore.
0: Oh it it as as a real light like awareness of that, like I played the first game for like an hour. Like I don't know much about it really. I, I it was still trackable, like it's it's just a straightforward. But straightforward.
1: I also like okay, so this is key. I like that Willy's Wonderland. The robots are actually evil, terrible things. Oh, yeah. but like in Five Nights at Freddy's, they're the
0: they get super weird with they're it. There's like the evil heroes stuff in there.
1: And that's the fan Ugh. lore. That's the fan lore yeah. that's changed because fans like the the animatronics and they've made them into they're heroes. still.
0: They're still dangerous and, and kill things, but their motivations aren't as straightforward as, like, a Freddy or something. That's what I'm know? trying to say. Like, yeah, like, they.
1: Yeah. I know about the... Sorry, c-
0: not Freddy Fazbear. <laughs> Freddy. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Uh, Freddy Krueger. I know a
1: little bit about the twist, and I hear that that's, like, not necessarily a game thing. That's more of, like, a... F- like fandom thing
0: like the enjoyment people have for the iconic characters and stuff yeah it's weird yeah. it's a weird thing but i i would watch another one you know yeah, okay. and i think they're gonna make one because they blew up the box office oh
1: yeah basically. it's crazy numbers and and i think that maybe that's the thing is like i'll maybe watch this one with the hope that the second one's a little more straightforward yeah and let's because yeah. i don't love origin i see this as an origin story so we're gonna spend at least 30 minutes of the movie setting up the premise
0: oh 100 and like there's some fun with that because it's such an absurd, like terrible situation of absurdity in a way of just like, hey, you need to go look after this horrible place with horrible death traps in it. It's like, why? Why would anyone do this? Like, they have to get there, but yeah. But like, wait,
1: do they know that they're death traps, or are they just thought that like, because with oh, Willy's people, Wonderland,
0: people in there do. Yeah, They're It's but Josh ugh.
1: Henderson doesn't know. He just thinks he's taking a night shift job, right?
0: Just thinks he's taking a normal crappy job. Yeah, but it's pretty apparent pretty quickly that it's bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? something I appreciate
1: about Willie's Wonderland. Just like Nick Cage is not caring,
0: at not phased <laughs> yeah. by it. Yeah, that that's the extra fun with that. Yeah, just like oh, I guess I got to punch this thing before I. <laughs> and then mid fight,
1: just like oh, it's my it's my breakdown. I gotta go. Gotta go drink my soda. Gotta go drink my sodas and play my ping pong, like my
0: pinball. pinball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah horror ends up in a weird spot it it ends up in this category a lot where it's like well that was trashy yeah but like i'm never gonna sit back aches.
1: and like argue the film merits of the fifth friday the 13th movie but i have fun watching it
0: but i could put that on and and not be upset yeah. like it might be entertaining in its own dumb way yeah. so yeah it's it's yeah N- nuance yeah nuance you know, context important. sensitive reviews yeah but okay Uh, That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to send us a question for future show, email ryanokv.ca or nathanokv.ca. We can also be reached on Instagram and Hive, OKVO Podcast. Uh, Next week, we're going to take a look at Gorvinsky's tribute to the Western with The Lone Ranger, a big budget swing from Walt Disney Studios back in 2013. Uh, Until then, I'm Nathan. And I'm Ryan. Bye-bye for now. I saw like a giant army hammer painted on a building to like promote that movie.